All right, welcome to Royal Table Talk. My name is Latoya Conway Hampton and I am your host. And today I have brought to you some very special and near and dear people to my heart. And first and foremost, my daughter, my granddaughter, Anaya. Hi, Anaya. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the experience. I'm not going to call it a show because it's not a show, but it is an experience. And today is very heavy and very emotional for all of us because we are all connected as family. So there are some emotional ties that are there for us. And then secondly, I want to introduce to you my son-in-law was and will always be my son-in-law, Alonzo. Hi, baby. How are you? I'm I'm great. Awesome. Great. So today's conversation is about a little girl. So I am a best-selling author of two books. And one day I asked my granddaughter, baby, would you like to write a book? And then she would, she asked me, she said, Mimi, I want to write a book. Mm-hmm. Help me Lord. She said, I want to write a book, but um, I got to make it through. She said, I want to write a book because I want to, and I said, what do you want to write it about? She said, I want to write it about my dad. She said, because I don't have what the other people have. And so she titled her book. What is the title of your book, sweetie? What I never had. What I never had. And so I have to be honest because she's always had a father. Definitely. And, And I have to say, in spite of all of the choices he made, he's a good person. Because the very first day that I met him, we hung out together and we went out to this restaurant. And I remember I could tell at that point that he had not been out in the world for a while because the way he was looking at all of the stuff that was going on. And and I told my daughter, I said, I like him. I don't know why, but I just like his spirit. She was like, mom, I like him too, right? And so I got a chance to really meet him but there was some things that happened along the line and I'm going to let them share their own story and I'm not going to not going to take over. But Anaya, tell me a little bit about your purpose of wanting to write this book. Um, I wanted to write the book because I felt like it was hard on me that I didn't have a father and everybody else was like, look at me weird when I look at them crazy because they have a dad and they just take advantage of it. So I just wanted to write about that and show everyone. I don't know. Show everyone what, sweetie? What would you? What do you want the world to know? Because when you're an author, your life is open. It's for the world to know. Now, what is what it is that, that you pain. wanted the world to know? That pain, that abandonment. Tell me what I did wrong, daughter, for leaving you. I wanted to write to show everyone that it's hard being an inmate's daughter. Mm. That's one of the chapter names too. Yeah, the inmate's daughter. I remember it. And um, I thought that this was very important to bring to the world. And, and so did both of them. Because um, Alonzo, you, we were scheduled for this a little bit ago, but then we got off track and now we're back on track. And so you made sure that it didn't fall by the way, the way, the wayside. You said, no, I, I want to do this podcast. I want to do this podcast because I need people in the world to know and people and, and kids to know about the life that I led and how it actually affect our children. Right. 
So anybody can make a baby, but it's hard and very hard. It's easy, but it's hard to be a dad. Yeah, it is. Tell me why was this podcast important for you? It's important because it's it's internal, you know. It's internal with me. It's, it's beyond the physical aspect, like the, the connection with my. It's beyond my last podcast. It's beyond life. It's it's it's, it's the, the connection with with my baby. She's here fifty partly because of me and her mom, you know, and just right. to see her growing up to become a valedictorian and so awesome yeah. and courageous yeah. and like she's everything in a person that I've never had. She's my daughter and my son. She, you know, very intelligent, carry herself, you know, accordingly, you know, and she just, she's, she's awesome. You know, she make my heart, my heart smile, you know, and it's like, I, I, I put her through a lot over the years, you know, she, she, she was, she was just always, always silent, you know, but there's not a day went by that I never thought about her. She, what she don't know when she was a kid, you know, um, I used to take her around. I used to take her in a, you know, ride around, you know, go to the beach, go to the mall, you know, feed the birds at the park, you know, go places, you know, spend daddy and daughter time. But she was too young, you know, I only got a chance to spend one Christmas with her, you know, when she was four years old, you know, and it's like, that's all I have. That that, that ladybug, like, I had to tell her the real story behind that. I stole it out from another kid from my house from Christmas to provide for, for, for my daughter, you know, like, like, I lived a very troubled, troubled youth lifestyle, you know, you know, and I'm just grateful to be alive, you know, grateful to be alive, you know, and I, I got, now I don't want to treat my kids the way my dad treated his. You know, my dad died when I was five. He overdosed on heroin. You know, it was alleged that, that somebody gave him a high shot, put battery acid inside the heroin. So when he shot it into his veins, his heart exploded inside mm -hmm. his chest. Now, the other day when I went to go see my parole office, um, I didn't want to, it was emotional, you know, because it was a funeral going on in my, my neighborhood. I passed by and I passed by the alley that my dad died in. Right to the mm. spot, right there. I just kept it to myself. You know, this you know, my dad died in that alley in 1989, you know, and I refused to die on my kids like my dad did here. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna live for a long time for, for my kids, you know, you know, and I'm yeah. a, I need some, I need to make, I'm going to make some improvements. You know, I'm going to be there for my kids, you know, be there for myself, you know. So. Right. So I, I want to ask you this and I don't want to, I don't want to take you in a dark, in a dark place, but take you, to you, a dark place. you, you in a dark place. So where's your light? Turn some light on so I can see your handsome face. You got dark all of a sudden. I wanted to say when he was talking about a ladybug, he's talking about a ladybug pillow. He gave me. I, was it Christmas, Dad? Yes, it was Christmas. I'm the I'm the Grinch. I'm the Grinch that stole Christmas. And I still have the pillow, and it's ripped up, the eyeball missing, stitches missing. Oh. That's what he's talking. Oh. About. And you still and have it. Yes. She was it. talking about, yes. mm -hmm. talking about in the book that uh, in the in the book that how me she wanted to throw it away because it was all beat and battered and just like our relationship you know but she don't want to throw it away because it's the only memory that she have of her dad now when at first you know my, my child's mother Kanisha, she read this to me over the phone while i was in prison and oh it brought i cried for seven days and seven nights just hearing that you know like it's the only memory that she have of her dad you know and it's like 
it, it hurt me all throughout the years i had pictures of her and lonnie all throughout the cell you know pictures all throughout the cell, just you know looking at my baby pray for him every night every day it's not a day went by i didn't think about, about my kids that's the only thing that kept me sane in prison you know because you know, yeah. prison is like it's like a, it's a concrete coffin you know it's a very lonely lonely yeah. place up there you got to have some type of uh positive force you know to to, to, mm. to to go on you know and i i found god in prison you know i found i found god in prison you know and it's like i had to I had to recondition my mind my heart you know my spirit because it starts within first you know you have to love yourself you have to love god you have to love your kids that's why i don't understand some men they have kids with with people they run out on their kids they they dead beast they're not there they don't call they don't they don't want to be a part of their life how would you how would you create something and and don't take care of your responsibilities you know okay so stop right there let, let let's not be judgmental right because sometimes dads can't be there for their own purpose like you couldn't be there because you was incarcerated what about the dad that can't be there because he was on drugs what about the dad can't be there because they don't get along what about the dad can't be there because he's embarrassed so a lot of times we don't really know why they're not there because if she wouldn't have added inmate to her process it would just be something i always wanted you know something i never had a dad but something made you so you did have a dad so some of those guys are lost in wherever they are in their world and they can't find their way back and i'm hoping that because you was incarcerated and it was the concrete that kept you from the love not the love because the love was there i know she loved you and I know you love her. It wasn't the love, but it was that physical connection. It was that emotional disconnect. What about the dads that are walking the street that cannot connect with their children? Tell me a little bit about that and how would you inspire them to reach out and be that father? Because this young lady, now I've had the blessing and the curse to watch her suffer, but be strong, right? I've had the opportunity to watch her suffer and, and because her mother suffered from that same disconnect. You all right, baby. You all right. Her mama suffered from that same disconnect of not having a father because the lifestyle that you live took him out. So when all of the things start happening, when she don't, Anaya don't have that relationship with you, my daughter flips her wig like like is because she had that ptsd she goes back into i don't have my dad at least you alive and so what i want to say is we can't lonzo look at me baby look at me look at me look at, wait 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 listen listen look at me son look in the camera let me say this we cannot change the past but baby you can build an amazing future you cannot change the past. I'm from the streets too, baby. You know it. But guess I what? I wouldn't want to change the past. The past make the future even more greater, more cherishable. Yeah. It builds it builds character. It builds and character. And I'm, I'm wiser for the experience. Yes, yes. And so I know it hurts because I, I, I've been blessed again and cursed to see her pain. But when she told me, I just want to be with my dad, grandma, that's all. I was like, that's what I'm talking about. She don't care on a plane by herself. Ain't no way in the hell I would have sent her mama nowhere by herself on a plane. But Naya was and, down. And she was like, I'm getting on a plane. I'm going to see my dad. And over right? the years, she always 
You always tell her mom this and that. Come tell your dad. If your dad wrong, come call me. Tell me, dad, look, this is what is going on. I feel this. I feel that. Check your daddy. Put your daddy in place, you know, because your opinion matters to me more than results. You know, you matter to me more than I matter to myself, you know, so. And but dad, you, you got to take care of you first so you can be there for her. You That's see what I'm saying? Right. It's like you on the airplane. Daddy need oxygen first. And then I can take care of my daughter. But if you give your daughter the oxygen, then you die out. If I had one last breath, I would use it to speak her name. A last breath. I, I believe that. So, Anaya, tell me a little bit about your chapters and why you chose them. Uh, uh, I don't know my chapters by heart. I remember one inmate's daughter. Why why the inmate's daughter is so important? That's the first one. I made that one because it was like to show people what I was, not just a child whose dad wasn't in their life. My dad couldn't be in their life. He was only there through phones and letters. Okay. And then and then you have a, a chapter that says the first time I seen him or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 2017 was it June or no July right before her birthday. But I know it was 2017. What was that like for you, Dad? What was that like for you, Dad? It was life. I didn't even know that she was I looked I said she's too beautiful to be my baby. I thought it was one of my nieces or something. I didn't know what it was. It was unexpectedly because I, I didn't know she was coming. I didn't even know I was getting a visit. You know, then when I found out it was her, I, I, as soon as I recognized, I broke down. I didn't just cry physically. I cried emotionally and internally. My heart was crying. You know, yeah, my heart was crying. I was that's my baby. I thought about. It. I couldn't even go to sleep that night. I thought about it all that, and I wrote her a long letter. You know. Still got it. It was like a five, six page letter. That's that letter that I wrote, uh, Conversations with God that's in the book. I wrote that letter to, to God that night when you came to see me, you know? And it was like, seeing my baby not as a child, but as be, as blossoming into a beautiful indigenous flower growing, you know? She had a little boom boom, you know? Now, years later, I come out, she's on the process of becoming a grown woman, you know? And it's like, yeah. I can't talk to her like she's a child. I gotta talk to her like she's a young woman, you know, a successful young woman, smart young woman. She make yes, good she choices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so Anaya, why he's frozen, I don't know what he's trying to tell me, but it looked like it was gonna be good. <laughs> Naya, what did you feel like the first time you seen him? So my auntie Casey had drove me down and it was like a six and a half hours and then we're going through this whole process we had to wear certain colors our hair had to be a certain way certain shoes so i had to wear like burgundy and blue shoes and then blue shoes with i don't know because we couldn't blend in with them and then you couldn't bring anything in and you had to pay with coins it wasn't dollar bills so then when we got in there it was like a long walk to them where we had to get to him and so when you go through, it was people all sitting down and it was like inmates with their families. And then mm -hmm. we had to walk to the side where it was a window. 
So everyone else was having like in person and I was just at the window. And then he thought I was like Layla or something, my little cousin. So he didn't say anything to me. He was just like, hey. He was talking to my auntie Casey. But then when he found out it was you, what did he do? He started crying. Mm-hmm. How, how do you, I, I want to fast forward it, fast forward the conversation. So right now, this is the second time you've seen your dad in this year. How how was the first visit when you made it to LAX? Mm, I was the first nervous. time you actually hugged him. I was nervous because I was alone by myself all day because it was my first time riding the airplane. I was lost. So then when I finally figured out, I didn't know he was in the car with my auntie Casey. I thought she was just coming to pick me up by herself. But then he called me when I was on a plane and he was like, where are you? So then I started getting nervous because I didn't prepare I didn't prepare myself. I was so worried about me not being lost. I didn't even prepare myself to see him. So I was just nervous. Yeah. So I know that was a big ordeal, a big yeah. ordeal. So so now you're there. What's been going on? How are you feeling? Do you actually honestly feel that internal connection with your father that you've been longing for for so long? Mm-hmm. Is it coming? It won't happen overnight. But yeah. can you feel it? Yeah. You can feel it? How does it feel like you're connected to, to your father? I don't know. It feels different, right? Not real. Uh, it feels surreal right now. What can mm-hmm. you do to make it better? Only you can, because those are your feelings. And you know you want to have a healthy attachment with this man. So it's your responsibility to build that healthy attachment. He going to do some things that you're not going to agree with. Some things that's weird. Some things you don't understand. And some things like, why did he do that? But he's your father and you guys are building a relationship. And I'm so happy that you get to fill that hole while grandma is still alive. I'm so happy. Yeah. Tell me what's the best thing that you've learned about your dad. Mm, that he gives more than he receives. Like he gives every, people the world. Most people back. Yeah. That, that, that's, does that remind you of somebody else, you know? <laughs> me. Yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And now you you see where you get it from. Because you are definitely a giver, a giver, a giver. And um, it's okay. I wish grandma could hug you. I love you. Love you too. Yeah. And you are so brave to come here and share your experience with other girls that can be suffering. That feels like my dad's not there. Why don't I have a dad? And 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 I wanna I wanna take this to another level. Tell me what's the what's the what was the best thing that you've done with Anaya so far? And so let me let me back up a little bit because you do have a wife and you have another daughter. Yeah. So I wanna celebrate them and celebrate you being a father to her too, because that's important. And and Naya's like, I wanna be with my little sister. That's my little sister. I wanna be a big sister, my little sister. And I so appreciate your selflessness, Anaya. You are so selfless, but now you know where you got it from. Right? Because your dad would take your dad would take his shirt off his back and give it to somebody. In a heartbeat. Look, and way back when, he'd go in your store and take your shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, my and give it to his family and give it to his family 
But you're not Robin Hood, son. You're not Robin Hood. I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, your shirt say. Your shirt say Pac-Man. You Pac-Man? Yeah, I'm Pac-Man. No, I'm Super Dad. <laughs> okay, that's right. So, what it? What is? What is the thing that you've learned about Anaya that you love so much? First, I, I just learned that she she has integrity. You know, integrity is that stuff that you do when ain't nobody looking. She has integrity. She has com- compassion. You know, she has a she's humble. You know, she's yeah. very smart. You know, and uh, she's an intellectual. You know, she answered. She she she's very uh she's well mannered, well matured. You know, mm-hmm. and she's just just a great person. Just a great. I can't even believe that I was part of this creation. You know, thanks to you, mm-hmm. it all started with you, and it's like I'm just, I'm just amazed to, to just to have you know wonderful kids, you know. And she's the example, you know, for for Lonnie and KK, you know, just to see her interact with her sisters, like it's it it, 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 it makes my heart. It's kind of hard to explain how I feel as a father inside seeing them interact with each other, you know, mm-hmm. knowing that they was going through sibling rivalries, you know, you know, it's like. Now that we all here together, you know, mm-hmm. let's do this together. But they got to understand that they dad just came from the loneliest place on earth. And sometimes it takes time to uh, adjust, you know, to yeah. reality of things that's going on, you know. But I'm I'm adjusting well, you know, and I'm doing it with my kids. I'm taking, I'm not trying to play catch up. I'm taking baby steps, you know, yeah. in life the right way, you know. That's right. Baby so, steps, baby. And I'm baby grateful, steps. but I'm wiser for the experience. Yeah, you wiser from the experience. And so I, I, I want to say this, and I know I can talk to you guys forever, but I'm going to be respectful because I have a, a, an appointment sitting beside me. Um, and I wanted to share my family um, with you guys. Give me a question to ask him. And then one for her. You can think about it while I talk for a second. So we are creating some amazing experiences as family. And... Um, I am honored and 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 I want to say that even though Anaya missed you, she's been blessed with a stepfather, right? Yes. And who is great. I'm I'm gonna tell you. So far what I know of him has been amazing. Now if it's something that I don't know, I just I don't know it. Tell me Anaya. But all that I know, he's very patient with her. He guides her. Anytime she likes somebody, he want to do the checking them out and make sure <laughs> he want to check them out and make sure that they okay for her. How how was your heart, Anaya? Because you have an amazing stepfather and a father. How was you able to embrace them both? Tell me how that worked for you. Because I know that's a bob and weave type of thing. Um, I don't know how to explain it. It's just you just have to have love in your heart for both of them. And when you marry any kids outside of that marriage, it becomes your child. You know, they do. Yeah, they become your child. And then for for Melvin, he's just so. If I could become half the man as he is, my life would be all right because he is a great guy. And I tell him that all the time. I'm, I'm part, part of the reason why they got married. I told my my child's mother like he's a keeper. You know, <laughs> keep that one, huh? He's great, you know. He's great. He's great. I mean, all of us have our flaws, and all of us make mistakes in our life as people. And and I want to say 
that today you coming on having this live experience with me because this is personal this is my family information this is not a guest from wherever these this is my granddaughter and my son-in-law but now and forever he will always be and i am honored that you took the time to share about being a father and being away from your daughter and still having that love. And I also wanna in invite you back to have a different kind of conversation that's not so family oriented, that that's the street life that um, we agreed that we will make the world a better place together. And yeah. I think that um, it's a different conversation for a different time, but I am honored and blessed that you're now in the life of my granddaughter because she loved and missed you so much. So, yes. so much. Yeah, so much. And so what, what's, what's indicated for today? What are you guys doing that's amazing today as in the family? Well, today, I'm running the show today. We're not going nowhere. We finna sit down and finish working on this book. We go, you know, we hanging out in the house today. We waiting on Alani to get out of school. Until then, me and her, we done cleaned up everything. We finna sit down and finish working on this book. Okay. And just you know. and she made a promise to me that I'm telling the world as a as a grandmother, I will be honored to publish your book, your first book. Um and uh, she promised me that by the time she finished high school, which is in May, she'll be completed. No, that's and gonna be be get completed this month. This month? Well, yes, you I hope so, but you know. Being a writer myself, and I'm a female, it might be different for males, but you gotta feel like writing. <laughs> Is that for you, Anaya? Mm -hmm. You gotta feel like you wanna think because when you go deep into your thought process, then you're also going through the emotions as well. And sometimes it's hard, but there's another option. You can type I, it out. I want the emotions. <laughs> yeah, you want those emotions? I want that pain. I want that stuff that people don't talk about. You know, yeah. the real. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. That's because you're a real kind of guy and, and you've been blessed to go to a place where you understand, I got to do something different and you're working toward that. And so if, if you can share one last thing to my guest, Anaya, you first, what would you tell young girls that have to start a relationship with their father? Just forgive. Oh my God! Will you forgive me? Thank you. Cause I forgave my dad, and when we all went to go see him at the cemetery for dying on me at five years old, cursed him out at first, but I forgave. You have to have forgiveness. I forgave yeah. my dad. Just the resentment for abandoning me, my brothers, my sisters, not been there. You know, like teach me how to tie my shoe, teach me how to play catch. You wasn't, wasn't there. You know, I wouldn't have got shot. I wouldn't have been stabbed. I wouldn't have been doing the wrong thing, you know, in life. You know? But now I know I got kids of my own. I'm not finna do the things that you did and make my kids feel the way I felt over the years. I want my kids to be happy that they got a dad, love their dad, you know. Mm -hmm. Made some mistakes in the past. I ain't going to say mistakes. Bad choices and decisions. No, but I'm correcting. I can't change the past. I can only better the future, you know, and, I'm, and it starts today, right now. That's right, son. Okay. So you have, my guests have a question. What's your question for dad? The question is, how difficult was it for him to feel a part of society after so much time 
behind bars. Ooh, did you hear that? It was very, very arduous. Very arduous. Coming out, hearing the birds, the cars, the honking of the horns, and people, family, they try to put limitations, restrictions, and everybody's people moving, and it, the reality is everything is moving fast. The prison, it's like, prison is like literally walking backwards. Walking up the street backwards. In the streets, mm. it's, it's, it's just the total, total opposite, you know, when you're behind that wall, you know. It's a concrete coffin, you know. It was very, very hard to adjust, you know, but it took some time, you know, for me to do this little violation, to do some soul searching, to do some reading, my Bible, you know, reading different books and this poetry that she got right here that we to get put in our book, you know, just, just sitting there thinking, you know, get myself what I need to do, you know, leaving the past life, leaving all that, let go of the past and focus on, as for the gangs, my homies, people that's been a negative influence in my life, people that don't mean no, no well, I want to be around positive people. If you can't grow with me, you can't go with me, you know? Hmm. You, that's you right. Can't, you can't grow, you, you can't go, straight up. I'm tired of pleasing people. I'm just trying, just trying to please my, my kids now, you know? trying to do the right thing. And I'm getting baptized this Sunday. That's right. He is the light. Mm. He is the light. I'm alive. I'm tired of trying to impress the streets, people, and I don't have nothing to prove to nobody. You know, I never did nothing wrong. You know, I, I'm an incredible guy, you know, but I want to be an incredible dad. <laughs> so, that's mm. my fault right now, so. Anaya, what would you, what would you say? What would be your last words? You said forgive. I'm sorry, I went to the wrong person. What was one for Anaya? Anaya, what motivated you to write out your story about not having your father in your life and how it affected you? Um, it motivated me because when my grandma, when she wrote her book, she felt more relieved. I noticed she felt more relieved about it. So it motivated me. To feel just how she felt. Oh, how cool is that? Lifted a burden. Yeah, it does. It when when you're, I feel this way. Thank you, thank you so much. Um, I feel when you talk about the pain, as as uh, you, you just mentioned, when you talk about the pain and process through it, it has less power and control over your emotions. And so the hard conversations hurt is steam when it lands, but after a while there's a release. Have to let it's it out. Uh huh. It's okay to cry because it's cleansing. And as you mentioned, real men do cry, right? Because you're human. You're human. So, in closing, I want to say to all my guests who can hear me or who can see me today, I've shared something very personal, near and dear to me. This is my family. Um, and I shared that because when I look in the eyes of my granddaughter and she's really small and she's looking up to me and she's like, you know, well, I, I want to see my dad because at one point I was going to be the one to take her. And I told her, I said, baby, I'll take you to the moon and back if I have to. But ended up some of his family members got the opportunity to take her and I wasn't there because if I needed to take her, I would take her, right? I'm a grandmother of 22 grandchildren and I made a lot of mistakes, Gonzo, in the world. Oh. I sucked 
as a mother. I know I did in a lot of areas. They, they throw it in my face every chance they get. But you know what? I'm a hell of a grandma. How about that? So you get to be a hell of a dad. Amazing. Um, I appreciate you and your time. And I will be honored to have you to come back next month. Um, in the beginning of next month to have this conversation about how we can make the world a better place using our past experience. Would you be honored to be my guest? Yeah, absolutely. I just want to help people. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Help people, animals, the world, you know, because I done did a lot of wrong in my life. It's time to do some right. I know. Right my way. I, I, I feel the same way. That's why I haven't stopped giving. I feel the same exact way. I took enough. Now I got to make the world a better place. Well, I appreciate you all and I love you and thank you so much. And Anaya, get on that book, girly. You ain't got a lot of time. You I love you. Poem, just randomly pick one and read it. Okay, well, go for I would love for you to read it because you wrote it with your passion. I would love for you to read I'm, that I'm, one. I'm going to let her read it. I'm going to get ladies first. Okay, well. You might see a rap in there. I don't know. You probably grabbed the wrong stack. What's that? This one? It's called Daydream. What's the price to pay to live out another day? Going about the same usual routine, fixating on changing yourself as a human being. Daydreaming throughout the day, cross refreshing? Refreshing. Refreshing what it takes to get paid. Hope and desire take hold, staying protected by what can't be sold. Hmm. And that's called Daydream. Another solitude that I rememberizes, it goes from the depth of solitude. I strive for affection. While incarcerated, I'm isolated and quiet to all questions. Perfection, perfection is of no one. Success is made by few. While in fear of self-expression, I yearn for freedom too. Through dreams, I witness darkness, captivity I cannot bear. From the depths of solitude, I'm stressing, but no one, no one seems to care. I treasure my truest thoughts and honor my deepest feelings. Before all odds turn against me, I'll wither and die in ignorance. While in solitude, I struggle. Please wake me when I'm free because the element of my demeanor is like a prisoner of poverty. Wow. <laughs> Called solitude. You know, I said I'm an end and I am, but I have a son in prison. And you have so enlightened me on how he feels because I want to be that hard mom. Like I told you, if you want to see me, don't go there. If you want a letter from me, you could just come see me. And he constantly make decisions that lock my insides up. Go hard on me. And I no longer bear the guilt. It was, it was, I had the guilt for a long time. It's the life that I chose, the reason why he leave, he he lived that life. But I've been out of the streets for a long time. Actually, he made it deeper in the streets than I could ever imagine because I had a man pulling me back the whole time. I kept trying to go and he kept pulling me. Thank God for him. That's the one thing he did for me is he got, he kept me from being killed because if I would have stayed in the streets, I would have been dead today. But I, I hear you and I hear your pain. And what this, what this process has done for me, I was thinking that I better write him once a week, even if it's 
sending him a smell of my perfume to know that mama loves you. Because I said, I wrote him yesterday and I said that I was going to write him. But I was like, if he want to see me, he don't go to jail. But the truth of it is, is he made some choices and decisions and I am still his mother. I am still his mother. How did you feel about your relationship with your mom while you was in jail? Well, uh, she was she was always su supportive. You know, my mom even when she's wrong, she's right. <laughs> you know, so yeah, she was growing up. She was always my dad and my mom. You know, she was always in incredible. You know, every yeah. given she made miracles happen. Every Christmas she made miracles happen. You know, so she was just courageous and incredible you know my mom's always been supportive you know and like when i don't want to call nobody else besides my kids i, I call my mama you know talk to my mama she always keep it real you know so it's like and i cried to my i cried to my mama all, all the time you know yeah or anything you know it's my mama you know she gave me life mm -hmm. you know? i can hear in his voice the last time that i spoke with him he didn't sound well and um, he it, something he told me uh, because we're live. I'm not going to repeat, but something he told me let me know that he wasn't okay. And 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 so I filled out a visitors form because I need to go check on my baby, right? Uh, and then he called me Big Toya, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's that's street language. What what's going on? What's so I know he's being pulled in and all of the places he don't want to be in. Or maybe he do. I don't know. I know. I know it's it's survival of the fit. That's what I do know. Um, and so I'm just praying that um, when he comes out, that he has the heart that you showed me today. Is that Mama Toy? I'm done because I asked you that at Ruben's funeral, and then you went back probably two more times after that. But you also are much more mature than than then because now it's about family. And, and that's where it has to be, son. It has to be about family. It gets boring in the house and you might want to do some things that I want to do this. I never got a chance to do the hell with all that stuff. Stay home, son. PlayStation 5 and she just hooked it up. We got books. I don't need, I know what the world is, what it look like out there. It's yeah. dangerous. I'm yeah, it is. I'm in the house. I'm around women, <laughs> positive yeah. people. So. Yeah, they keep you safe. They keep you safe. Well, I love you guys and thank you so much. Um, we'll, I'll see you next month. I would love to have you the first Wednesday of February. Put that on your calendar. You are my guest. Love you, Come mama. ready to rock and roll, brother. <laughs> Absolutely. My name is Latoya Conway Hampton. Thank you so much for tuning in. For those who can hear my voice and can see our lovely guests, we so appreciate you. You can follow us on uh, royaltabletalk.com. You can come to our Facebook, our YouTube channel, our LinkedIn. Our, I'm learning how to do Chapsnat and Twitter. Thank you so much. My name is Latoya Conway Hampton, and I am your host.